Welcome to a special edition of This Is Wrestling. I'm your host, Zach McGibbon. No Lever Sage this time. He's out frolicking in Italy, as you last heard. And because of that, he's not able to do this film review of The Iron Claw, which is a wrestling movie that's been making headways in recent weeks. A lot of talk, a potential Oscar buzz. And so with all that being said, I figured, you know what? We need to bring in the next best thing. And I've decided to bring in my brother and also a film critic. Uh, Garrett McGibbon is joining me right now. Garrett, uh, it's good to talk with you, my friend. Uh, This is the third time we've chatted with each other just to uh, take a peek behind the curtain, because the first time we tried to do this, uh, my microphone cable uh, seems to be all screwed up. But uh, we are we are back at it. I can hear myself. I can hear you. So we should be good to go. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) How are you things going for you, Garrett? Doing good. Uh, I'm excited to be on this podcast. I've never been on a podcast before, so this will be fun to uh talk about the iron claw yeah so So. i guess i guess just to kind of get people familiar with you because obviously you are my brother but like i mentioned earlier you are also a film critic so kind of talk about that a little bit more in terms of uh the different kinds of films that you watch how many films you watch that sort of deal uh so i'll basically just watch anything i enjoy a lot of modern stuff but i do enjoy a lot of classic cinema uh so i enjoy my taste is very broad in terms of classic stuff, but I like 30s all the way to the 90s. It's weird to say 90s is classic, You're but right. some people put that in that in there. I don't know if I fully agree with it, but uh, does that make us classics? Because we're so we're both from uh, the 90s. From the 90s. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's weird to say, but I don't think so. But <laughs> I don't think so either. But uh, you know, it's it's seems like a constantly evolving. Uh, term when it comes to classic. Um, but uh, yeah, like you mentioned, you watch a lot of films. Uh, I always tell people you are uh, like people know me for wrestling, obviously, and that's why we're doing this film review right now. Um, but uh, you are to, you are to films what I am to wrestling and probably more mm-hmm. because you watch so much films like uh, like like really just tell how many people like since you started like on Letterboxd, which is where people can find your film reviews, just tell people uh you know, how how many films you've watched since you've started? Since I've started, I think it says on my letterbox, I have seen 1,800 movies in my life. And right now, I think I've seen like 200 movies this year. Yeah. I forget the exact number for each one, but it's around that... It's register a lot, a lot. Yes, <laughs> I I've seen a lot this year, yeah. and just most of my life, I've been watching movies all the time. So <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as obviously uh, since you are my brother, I've known that you've been a big uh, movie guy for a long time. And uh, when this film came out, The Iron Claw, which we'll be talking about here in a moment. Uh, I figured this would be the best of both worlds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously you're the big film guy. I'm the big wrestling guy coming together into this big motion picture. And it's about the Von Erics. And so we're all, we're both brothers. So mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? This kind of works so well uh, all together that uh, 
we should uh, go see this film. And so we went out to Cineplex and we went to see the Iron Claw uh, in the theaters. We also brought our other brother as well, yep. uh, Bobby, and uh, uh, a great family, uh, a great brother outing to go see the tragic story of the Von Erics. One of the saddest stories in wrestling history. That's yes. right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we all went to see it. Uh, and the aspect ratio was wrong. <laughs> yes, it was scaled in way too close. So anytime there was like a graphic where it was showing like uh, like it was like an 80s broadcast, yeah. a half of it, like the text in show. And I was like, oh, man, this is just a regular thing I'd expect from the Cineplex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was uh, it was really just uh silly like they as you mentioned with the graphics they would show like match graphics during the film and it would be cut off so mm-hmm. it wasn't fully there so it was really really annoying but uh you know we we went into this film and uh you know, we'll, we'll, we'll start off with like spoiler free stuff first. We'll kind of I want to get a quick synopsis from you, kind of what your expectations were going into the film, uh, how much because you are a wrestling fan, a casual wrestling, a casual fan, wrestling, very, fan. very casual wrestling fan. So how much of the Von Eric story did you know sort of going in? So, yeah, I'm very much casual wrestling fan. I only know like the big names, but I still do enjoy wrestling. So going into this, I knew next to nothing about the Von Eric. Eric's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this was basically my introduction to uh, their story. Yeah. And and uh, and as the film was kind of going along, I guess uh, your quick thoughts on it, just uh, from what your, your thoughts kind of coming away from it, uh, the way that it was all played out. I thought the movie was pretty good. Um, I liked it quite a bit. I'm not in love with it as a lot of people are. It doesn't have that uh, umph I want from this kind of story. It's hard to say. Like the scenes that are there are good. Um, there's some scenes that are great, but cons- like overall, I s- don't think like like it's the big mass like the the amazing movie that I heard before going into it. I still liked it, but. Um, there were some things about it that I thought were a little on the generic biopic side. And I thought some stuff towards the end was a little corny, which we'll probably get to later on. But overall, I thought the movie was good. Yeah. And, and I share a pretty similar opinion uh, with you on that as well. Uh, where, uh, so Obviously, I'm kind of looking at it from the lens of I'm I am familiar with the Von Erich story. It's one of the most tragic stories in professional wrestling. And and I think for a lot of people, when they come out of the film, probably one of the most tragic stories they'll ever see, period. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the story about uh, in this film, four brothers um, who are all wrestlers and they're uh, trying to go after the NWA World Championship under the guise of their father, Fritz Von Erich. Um, and tragedy strikes where uh, one after another, uh, the brothers start to die um, through different means. Um, a lot of them was suicide. Um, and so it was uh, obviously very tragic at the time. And now it's kind of being adapted into a film. Zac Efron stars in this film as Kevin Von Erich. Um, and... Uh, there's also a uh, Jeremy Allen White is in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holt McCallney is uh, Fritz. Um, and so I guess we'll start off there with the performances of the actors. Uh, starting off with Zac Efron, uh, I guess first from your perspective as a film critic, your thoughts on Zac Efron and his performance as the lead, because during this film, we really 
we look at everything through his eyes, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I thought Zac Efron was very good in the movie. Um, usually, like I usually think Zac Efron is not the greatest actor, but I feel like you give him like a good director. He's one of those actors where maybe if you give him a good director, he can give a good performance. And I think with this, he did a very good job. He's not my favorite performance in the movie, but I think with what he had, he was very convincing. I think he could very well be nominated for an Oscar. I feel like it could happen because this is very much an actor's movie, I feel. But mm-hmm. it's the Academy. You never really know. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I came out of this film and this might be, I don't know if hot take is the right word or, or controversial. But um, so I'm a little bit more on the low man on Zac Efron's performance. Not to say that I thought it was bad. In fact, I thought it was good. Um, there were just moments in this film and you mentioned oomph earlier when it came to a lot of the scenes, just that extra little push to really take it over the top. And I thought that kind of went back into some of Zac Efron's performances and some scenes. Uh, so one of the scenes we'll talk about here and that will now kind of carry us into like the spoiler discussion, I guess. So, mm-hmm. uh, spoilers ahead now. So, uh, if you haven't seen the film, you'll might want to X out and go watch it and then come back in. But so there's the scene where Carrie Von Eric, uh, he loses his foot in the motorcycle accident and he's trying to ch- train himself back into being a professional wrestler. And there's the scene where he's in the ring with Kevin and uh, Kevin's kind of pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. And uh, it's a good scene, but I I was watching it and my thought throughout, it was like, oh, there's potential here, but there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And I think it went back into Zac Efron's performance because I like Carrie in this film, Jeremy Allen White mm-hmm. as Carrie Von Eric. Um, we'll talk about like, you know, how they kind of fit relative to the real life person in a moment. But, um, and again, Zach Efron, I thought he delivered a solid performance, uh, but there were scenes where I thought he could have done more. And mm-hmm. that was just kind of what was holding me back. Yeah. I think, uh, that's a lot. I think, I don't know if it's just the direction, but I feel like, um, a lot of the scenes, there are very good scenes, mm-hmm. uh, in this movie, but I feel like it, I think he said before, maybe it's the acting or maybe it's the directing, but there's something where I don't feel like it, it has that like real emotional punch that I wanted. Yeah. For some people, it does because people really love this movie. Um, but for me, I feel like, I don't know, there was something missing mm-hmm. that really could bring it all home for me. Especially for such a tragic story, right? Yeah. Of the Von Erics. It's, it's such a tragic story. Um, and so, again, like I mentioned earlier, you see the film through Kevin Von Erich's eyes because he's the last surviving Von Erich brother. Um, and so, uh, so we are kind of guided through. We see, you know, very early on the scene, black and white, where you see Fritz Von Erich, which we'll talk about uh, Holt McCallany's performance here in a moment, and then him getting trained uh, and becoming the Texas heavyweight champion um, and all of that. And yeah, I, I was just, I was just hoping for a little bit more from him. I, I, I felt like there could have been more and I just didn't really get that. So, um, and not to, again, to say it was a bad performance because I didn't watch it. think he was actively ruining the, ruining the movie. Not at all, but I was w- hoping for a little bit more. There were other, 
uh, performances here that I thought were really good. Um, again, I mentioned earlier, Jeremy Allen White as Carrie Von Eric, I mm-hmm. thought was very good. It was very weird at first um, because he's small in the film. And if you know about Carrie, um, Carrie Von Eric is a big muscled up dude. Mm-hmm. Like um, if you want the historical stuff first out of the way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like Carrie, he wrestled. Uh, in the WWF is Texas Tornado, obviously in world class as well. And there's a famous theory about what would happen if Hulk Hogan uh, didn't get popular like he did coming out of Rocky three. Um, and the theory is that if Hogan wasn't as popular, then Vince McMahon could have picked Carrie Von Eric to be the next big top star of the WWF in the eighties. Um, and so it's 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 so because he was big, he was a good looking guy um, and he was so popular in world class that it was like he seemed to have like star appeal um, and it somewhat carried over in this film. The problem is, again, like Carrie in this film's like much shorter and Carrie in real life was like six two, six three or something. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was so it was just I but. Because of his acting performance, Jeremy Allen White's acting performance, he really sold me on him being Carrie, uh, that I was willing to overlook it. Um, and kind of going back to Zach Efron, like, I thought Zach Efron was initially going to be Carrie Von Eric when this film was announced. Yeah, you were saying before that uh, you felt Zach Efron would have been a better fit for him than playing Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, because of his build mm-hmm. and the way that, like, because he, again, you look at Kevin in the past and he is like jacked to the gills, right? Mm-hmm. Just absolutely jacked to the gills. Um, and just in, it, it's just not how he is. And like, it, it, it just didn't really work for me. Um, but, and, and kind of going back to Carrie as well, um, where, Again, he's he's smaller guy, um, and it, it. But his the acting performance really uh, carried it for me. Um, and another performance I wanted to mention as well: Holt McCallany as Fritz von Eric. Yes, he was my favorite uh, performance of the movie. I am the same as well. I think he was also the most. Um, every character in the movie is interesting, but I think Fritz was the, the, like the most interesting. He was so awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were telling me after the film, you were like, "Wow, Fritz was just a." a prick. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, uh, he got off easy. Yeah. I was amazed when you told me that they let him down easy, basically. Like he was like way worse in real life than they put him in the movie. Yeah. Like there are some stories here where, so there's a brief cameo in the film. You're not familiar with MJF, right? I no, I'm not. So, um, MJF, he's, he was now former AEW world champion. He's kind of one of their homegrown guys there. He got a, a, a role in the movie. Actually, was also the executive and an executive producer of the film as well. Oh, OK. Um, but uh, he has a small appearance in the film. In the theater, there was some wrestling fans behind us and I could hear the guy say, oh, there's MJF. Mm-hmm. But his role was supposed to be bigger. He was supposed to be Lance Von Eric, and Lance Von Eric was literally a Von Eric character that they made up. As the cousin of Fritz, <laughs> oh or sorry, God. not the cousin of Fritz, uh, the cousin of the brothers, <laughs> mm-hmm. related to Fritz through Waldo von Eric, and uh, he he uh, and, and so he was there for about a year, and the wrestler leaves the territory to go work somewhere else. I don't remember where he ended up working, and so Fritz goes on TV 
disowns Lance and says he wasn't even a real Von Erich anyway. <laughs> Trying to take advantage because at that point, two of the brothers had passed. And so he realized, you know, the, the steam was, was, it was losing steam. And, uh, the, the, the people were starting to figure out more about the Von Erichs and what was going on with that territory at that time. And so they tried to create a fake Von Erich to try and keep the momentum going. Mm -hmm. And another thing that Fritz did was in about 87, 88, when the territory was really just on its last legs, <laughs> uh, Fritz faked a heart attack. He did a fake heart attack angle. Uh, again, this was after the brothers had passed. And uh, he tried to get another national story of like, oh, is is, is another Von Eric going to leave this earth and whatnot? Like, really trying to play it up. So if you go into old wrestling newsletters around that time and you see there's an award in the Observer called the Most, Discussion Most Discussing Promotional Tactic, you'll see Fritz Von Eric occupies a lot of those uh, awards for the heart attack angle, um, they also, uh, like Gino Hernandez was one of their top stars as well. And he passed away young. Um, and, uh, and Fritz as well, when he, his popularity as a wrestler was actually as a Nazi, like he was, a, he was a heel <laughs> oh Nazi. So, uh, and somehow he was able to turn the Von Erich name into, cause he was Fritz Von Erich as a Nazi. Um, but he was able to turn it around and make it more of a wholesome family gimmick with the brothers and whatnot that's that's i don't know how you could do that that's and it's wrestling. crazy how you can do that like in the 60s because that was like like world war ii was like 20 years after that or whatever yeah. like it was still very fresh on the minds of a lot of those people and so that's how they were able to like take it look like like you had nazis and japanese people as well would not be treated great with yeah. some of the gimmicks uh gimmicks that don't uh, stand the test of time per no se. but uh but uh, that was kind of Fritz. And so those are just some of the other ones that come to the top of my head. There's other things with Fritz von Eric where and they touch on in the film where uh, they wanted. So when so when David dies, the first von, major von Eric death in the film, uh, they have Mike. They, they try and sell it where Mike is the next great von Eric. He was going to be just like David and and, and whatnot. And so uh, so there was that. Um, and, uh, he, he goes on TV. He's like, he's going to be the next David Von Eric and David Von Eric was going to be NWA champion. Like, that's true. Like he was going to be NWA champion. He was going to beat flair and he was supposed to be the guy that was going to be, you know, car carrying the title. I, however long, not, not sure, but he was going to win the title. Mm -hmm. Um, but they put it on Mike and Mike in this movie is just, he's, they're all sad. But the one that really hurts is Mike's story. Yeah, I think out of all of them, I think it's the most tragic. Like every brother has their own tragedy about them. But I think Mike was easily the most sad out of all of them. Yeah. Because he didn't even really want to be a wrestler to begin with. Right. He, he in the film, they had it where he was more of a musician and mm -hmm. he wanted to do more of the musical stuff. And um, there's that scene at the family dinner where uh, Fritz is like, uh, they they mentioned Fritz had a musical background, but mm -hmm. he's like, I don't, you can't make money off of that. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. Right in front of Mike who wants to do that sort of stuff. Right. So, yeah. Um, 
So there's it, 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 they really played up that angle of that as well. And and Mike was such a tragic character in that film. And they showed the scene, which is which really did happen. So there's the scene where Mike is coming out of the hospital. They do the press conference. He has toxic shock syndrome after shoulder surgery that went wrong. Mm-hmm. That all actually happened. Uh, and they wanted to force him back into the ring and the pressures of it was just too much for Mike and he ended up overdosing and dying. Um, and it's, uh, it's really the tragic, probably the most tragic of all the tragedy yeah. in the film. And I thought they conveyed that story pretty well, but there's one thing that, that kind of irked me and we'll talk about that in a moment, but, uh, overall, any other acting performances, I guess we have to talk about flair, yeah, that was the one acting performance that I was not huge on. Thankfully, he wasn't in the movie that much. But when I saw Ric Flair, I was like, that's not Ric Flair. Yeah. That's like Ric Flair cosplay. Like, that's not <laughs> that's not the Ric Flair that I know. I know it's hard kind of for someone else. There's to play only Ric one Flair. Ric Flair. There's only one Ric Flair. But still, when I saw him, like, you don't look like Ric Flair. Yeah. You just look like a guy in a Halloween costume playing Ric Flair. Like when he all of the like catchphrases don't feel like like they hit like he he didn't even woo properly yeah it was very weird um oh what other performance i wanted to mention as well i thought kevin's wife in that film uh what was her name again oh ruth i think i think so yeah uh she was fantastic yeah i thought she was good she's very understated yeah compared to everybody else but i yeah i agree she was very good in the movie i thought as her kind of being the person that kept kevin in the real world compared to you know kevin being stuck in the wrestling world and being so consumed by it i thought she was a great counterbalance to uh, kevin von eric so and i thought the actress that played her uh, did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also enjoyed that performance as well. Um, in terms of timelines, we'll kind of go into story structure and timelines and how much of it is accurate. So I can say this from a historical aspect. So when I first came out of the film, I was actually surprised on how much was correct historically. But I think I was more surprised on how accurate they made the deaths mm-hmm. because they were pretty accurate. Um, like Mike overdosing, um, and Carrie shooting himself and, uh, and David, uh, well, the thing with David is that's kind of been in debate because they said that is, it, I forgot the disease, but it, it had something to do with the intestines and it exploded essentially. Um, but that's the, that's the official story. Um, there's been talk that he actually also had overdosed, um, and there's a famous story of Bruiser Brody coming into the room, finding the pills, then dumping them down the toilet. Um, so there's that. But I, 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 I was kind of expecting them to do the official story anyway, so that didn't bother me. Um, but as I kind of delve deeper and learn more about the Von Eriks and um, and I knew there was stuff right away that was just like, OK, they just changed this for the sake of you know, Hollywood and whatnot. And the ones that were pretty clear to me was Carrie winning the NWA championship. And then they said in the film that night, he got into his car accident where he lost his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen until a couple of years later. Okay. Um, Carrie had won the belt and then only held it for about 18 days. Um, and the, and I, I didn't realize this until recently until I did some more in research on it, but they made it in the film where he had a total foot amputation. 
And I thought that was what happened for years too, but apparently it was only like a partial foot amp- amputation. It's why he was able to wrestle. But still, I mean, not great. Yeah. But uh but it was true, like he was in a motorcycle accident and uh and and he did lose his foot. Um the scene in Carrie's suicide, which was a really well done scene, I thought. I, I think, um, yeah, that was one of the most like emotionally effective scenes in the movie. It was very powerful. Um the scene where he used the gun, they showed him giving the gun to Fritz. Mm-hmm. And then uh and then using that same gun. So that's all accurate. Okay. In terms of using that same gun that he gave at a Christmas uh, party or whatnot, um, that was accurate. So I think that's what kind of took me aback of how accurate it was. And then diving in deeper, it was like, so Kevin was never Texas heavyweight champion. Kevin was never going to be somebody that was going to be in line for the NWA championship. Mm-hmm. It was always David. David was going to be that guy first. They kind of made it in the film where it's like a progression. Um, but it was always going to be David. And then that scene with the coin flip on if it's going to be Kevin or Carrie challenging for the belt. That was all fake. That, that as far as I know, didn't happen either. Okay. Um, but I'm pretty confident Carrie was going to challenge no matter what. Um, so there, there was that stuff. And then again, changing of timelines, like there's the scene with David puking into this, the toilet at the wedding, right? At the wedding. Well, then they were like, oh, he's got to go to Japan and that's where he, dies like that timeline is way too like he didn't it wasn't like kevin had the wedding and then and then next week uh you know david passed away it was a couple years after that actually Mm -hmm. um but the one thing that i did want to bring up there was one thing that did irk me about the film and it i don't want to say it affected my enjoyment but it was stuff that kind of lingered that i couldn't oversee and it was the exclusion of a whole other Von Erich brother in this film. And that's Chris Von Erich. Yeah. So uh, they decided to take away Chris Von Erich in this film. Elements of Mike's character um, comes from Chris, like him being weaker. So the whole thing about Chris Von Erich is that Chris wanted to be a wrestler. He was the youngest brother of the Von Erich family, and he wanted to be a wrestler. But unfortunately, he was 5'5", 175 pounds, and he was in an era where it was all bodybuilders and muscled up guys, your Hulk Hogan's and your Andre the Giants and King Kong Bundy, right? So a guy like Chris Von Erich was not going to be able to make it in that era. Uh, So that's why his death is also all the more tragic, because he died at 21 and he, he had shot himself as well. Um, and so it is a, it's a tragic story and there are scenes and there's one scene in particular that we'll talk about where it kind of irked me a little bit, not to the sense where I thought it was a bad scene, but it was one of those scenes you had to earn and knowing that Chris wasn't in this film and, uh, there, it, 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 it felt like if you're going to tell the Von Eric story, you got to help t- tell the whole thing. And I understand, you know, in Hollywood, you only have so much time, like you, the time constraints and all that. Um, but uh, I still felt like Chris needed to be in this film. I'm the same. Yes. So when you told me before that they, they're like, and I saw reviews too, that there was a missing Von Eric, it kind of felt weird making like a biopic about it and just excluding somebody that was that important to the story. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why that was 
uh, a, like a reason, yeah. to d- like why they did that. Well, uh, they based on what I've read about what Sean Durkin said, the director of this film, he mm-hmm. said, you know, it was already a tragic story as it is. Like, there's more tragedy that they didn't put in this film, which is crazy to think about because mm-hmm. it's already a tragic film as it is. But like uh, David Von Erich had a daughter who died really young. Um, they mentioned Jackie Jr. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But mm-hmm. they mentioned Jackie Jr., the actual oldest who died at a young age as well. Um, Chris, they didn't put in as uh, another tragic thing. Um, they didn't throw in the death of Gino Hernandez. Um, and uh, not necessarily tragedy, but one of the things they didn't include uh, in terms of the overall story. Well, they included it. They mentioned it. But I didn't know, think it got a bigger enough focus was their feud with the Fabulous Freebirds. Mm-hmm. That was the feud that kind of lit the territory on fire and caused the Von Erics to be like big, big stars. Because um, it was like that story was the Freebirds were friends of the Von Erics. And then they turned on, uh, I want to say, Carrie. Uh when Kerry was challenging Flair the first time for the belt for the world heavyweight championship, Michael PS Hayes turns on Kevin Von Erich in a famous shot where he he, uh, smashes the steel cage door into Kerry's head and launches a feud between the Freebirds, the Von Erichs. Um, They, they show the Freebirds in the film, but they didn't really delve into deep into why it was so important. But like we'll talk about, it was more a drama, a family drama than it was a movie about wrestling. Yeah. Um, and so as it was going along, I kind of understood why they kind of put that back a little bit more. But uh, kind of going back to Chris Von Eric, like I, I really got irked that at some points that he wasn't in this film because like what what essentially what the director was saying is that there was so much tragedy and they could only fit so much in a Hollywood setting. And um, and I understand that, but uh, I still felt like Chris needed to be in this film. Yeah, I'm the same as well. Um, I guess we could get to it later. So Carrie's uh, suicide scene yeah. and the part where um, he's in the afterlife, basically, like he, yeah. his foot is perfectly fine. He gets on a boat and all of the other brothers are on like uh, like a dock yeah. and he gets there and he meets them and then meets, um, was it Jack Jr.? Yeah, Jack Jr. And uh, there was a part of me is like, one, it's a little like you're reaching a little bit of like corny level. He, for me personally, I know some people it could be like a big emotional gut punch, yeah. but it feels weird to put something like that in a story that's supposed to be true. Yeah. And also just like the fact that Chris Von Eric is not in the movie anyways, and he's not in like the afterlife scene kind of like, I don't, I don't think it was intentional, but no. it just kind of like, uh, it's kind of rubbed me the wrong way a bit. Yeah. It, irked me when I saw it and uh, again I understand why they had to make the removal but um, I, and yeah we'll, we'll we'll dive deep into that scene the afterlife scene as you mentioned mm-hmm. that's the scene that I think for some is going to really take that movie to the next step for people yeah um, it didn't for us I think was is because yeah you said you didn't you weren't as big of a fan of it I think it would have been more emotionally effective for me if the other brothers weren't in it and it was just focusing on Carrie getting on a boat and it's kind of like the boat just kind of goes to like nowhere like he just starts like uh, going nowhere because I think it would be more emotionally like effective and more like like you could think of it as like oh there's something like they're just cutting to something from the past or they could be showing like him actually in the afterlife and it could be like up to your interpretation. Yeah, I agree. I, uh, 
I that scene is is something where when I saw it, I wasn't expecting that scene, first of all. Um, and there were definitely people in our theater that were crying. And and it is definitely a scene like I agree with you. It was borderline corny for me. Mm-hmm. It didn't hit the corny level to me like it did for you, but I was thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so it kind of took a little bit away from me. And then also knowing the story about Chris Von Eric and like he's not in this scene. It's like that's what kind of irked me a little yeah. bit. Um, Cause that's, again, that's a whole Von Eric brother. That's just not there and not part of the scene. And so, um, yeah, I, I, that afterlife scene, I heard a lot of people love that scene. And, you know, I know that, uh, Kevin, he joined the project later on. Uh, he, he, they, they didn't show him the initial film at the start. They just showed it much later on. And I like that because, uh, I'd much rather, you know, you kind of do your, you don't have that influence where a guy's like, Oh, well don't show that negative aspect of my life or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, it was nice to see Kevin kind of out there and talking about the family and whatnot, but, um, it it was definitely something that I think was right that they just kind of saved it for later. Um, but that afterlife scene, I've, I read a lot of people enjoyed it, but I also read some people say that it just kind of was a little bit too much. Yeah. Excessive. Yeah, I fully agree. So, um, so that's one of the big scenes in there. Um, other scenes in the film, like again, the, the timelines, they kind of mesh together, uh, where it wasn't necessarily wrong. It was just, it was not as quick as they made it out to be like, again, with the, the wedding, um, Carrie winning the NWA title and then getting to the motorcycle crash. Um, but, um, and there were a couple other things historically that weren't as accurate as it was made out to be in the film. But uh, I guess overall here, Garrett, um, in terms of uh, your thoughts on the film and uh, what they were able to get accomplished, uh, uh, how would you rate it uh, as an all-encompassing review? So I think on Letterboxd, I gave it three and a half stars. Yeah. Um, But if I had to give it a rating out of 10, I'd probably give it a seven Mm -hmm. out of 10. I think it's a well-made movie. It's well-directed. It's very well acted. Some biopics, I'm not like, they're not necessarily for me, but this one was engaging enough and it was well-made enough to where it hooked me in. Uh, again, I brought it before the corniness could be a little too much for me personally. Uh, it's could be different for everybody else, but, uh, I still think this is a pretty good movie and, uh, you should definitely check it out if you have the chance. For sure. I guess my overall thoughts on the film were, uh, you know, I thought I was going into this cause as somebody that's in media and works in news, a lot of time in pro wrestling, the way that it's covered, a lot of the time it gets caught up in the whimsical and the spectacle of the sport. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, because it gets caught up, there's quite a bit of a dark underbelly in pro wrestling that doesn't get looked at. And so my concern going into the film is that it would get too caught up in the spectacle. And even with a story like this, um, I'm happy to say you didn't get caught up in the spectacle. Like we mentioned earlier, this is more of a family drama than it is a pro wrestling movie. It's mm-hmm. like pro wrestling is sort of a backdrop. Um, you know, I, 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 I enjoyed the sets, like the sportatorium, uh, they, they nailed and the old vibe of Texas there. And I, I wish they kind of showed a little bit more of just how over the Von Eriks were. Um, like if you go back and you watch old matches and old videos, 
Uh, you could just see like they're practically getting trampled by by young women mm-hmm. uh, try, getting out of the ring because they're like the hot, you know, teen I, teen bop idols or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't know. If that's the best one. It's close. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you get what I mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. And so uh, because of all of that, uh, I, I wish they could have thrown in more of that sort of stuff. You know, the thing with historical pieces as well, like f- made for Hollywood type movies um, is that I understand stuff is going to get cut. Mm-hmm. I understand timelines are going to get meshed together. Like one of the other timeline things as well, there's that scene where Jerry Jarrett is going to purchase the territory and, uh, and, and Jarrett, they made it seem like Kevin wanted to sell to Jarrett, but Fritz didn't want to get rid of the territory. It's actually the opposite. Fritz wanted to get rid of it because business was down, but Kevin wanted to keep it around. Um, and so, they switched that around so that they could build up the Fritz character. And, um, and again, like the scene with the, the, the coin flip for the NWA title, like that was, it was always going to be Carrie. Um, and, uh, other, other sort of historical aspects where they merged stuff together or wasn't as quickly as they made it seem or, uh, you know, matches that didn't necessarily happen. Um, so, Having said that, I thought the overall theme of what the Von Eriks were and how they were perceived, I thought they did a good job of relaying it in this film. Uh, I thought that uh, the character, the acting was good to great. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some really good to very good scenes. But like you, there just wasn't that oomph for me that I was hoping for yeah. in this film. And I really want to love this film. Uh, and and call it the greatest wrestling movie ever, um, but I just can't. And plus, just there are some historical aspects, mainly just the exclusion of Chris Von Eric. And I know they try to put some stuff into Mike uh, with some of that character, but I didn't feel I, I still felt like Chris needed to have some sort of inclusion in this film, especially again if you're going to do that afterlife scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then that ending scene as well. Oh yeah, where it's uh, Kevin talking to his two sons, and yeah. the sons are like, "You're, we got you, even though like your brothers are gone. We're we're basically your brothers." Yeah, we're we're here. Yeah, we're here. Um, so the the line that they say about I used to be a brother, but now I'm not even a brother anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a real line that's Kevin said for years. Um, so when they said that, that did get me. Uh, cause it's like, I've heard it, but mm-hmm. like in the context of the film, you just see all this tragedy and then it really kind of hits you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and so, uh, so that, so, so that element was, was good. But then like what you said with the ending, it was just a little bit too corny for me. Um, but overall as a film, it didn't get too caught up in the spectacle. It was more of a family drama. The acting performances were good to great. There were some good to very good scenes. It just didn't have that oomph that I was hoping for. And I was a little bit irked that there was no Chris Von Eric in this film and a story about the Von Erics. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I also recommend people if, 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 if you want to learn more information, I kind of gave some historical tips uh, and, and factoids about the Von Erics in this episode. But if you want to go even deeper and learn more about the Von Erics, uh, there's a reporter by the name of John Pollock, um, from post wrestling who did a fantastic write up on the whole thing about uh, the Von Eriks in terms of their rise and just how much like they were so popular even outside of the U S 
shockingly, they were very popular in Israel of all places. So, hmm. um, and so, uh, very popular there. Um, if you want to learn more about them, I highly recommend people read John Pollock's piece. It's like, it's a really lengthy piece, but really well done. He also turned it into an audio documentary. So you actually get to hear Fritz and his thoughts on stuff. And, uh, in terms of like old clips, mm-hmm. um, but uh, there was some stuff that they didn't include in the film. Like uh, there is the C there. There's also stuff they didn't include in the film. Like um, after all the brothers pass, Kevin has told a story where so Fritz separated from his wife, divorced from his wife after Carrie passed and uh, Fritz ends up getting brain cancer. And there is a line in or not a line, but there's a conversation he has with Kevin and he looks at Kevin and he says, uh, you know, you don't have the guts like your brothers do to kill yourself. Essentially is what he said to Kevin, which is crazy. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Just another, you know, tip of the cap to the, the wonderful good nature of Fritz von Eric. But Kevin has a famous line where he says, uh, it takes guts to live, not guts to die. Um, and uh, that's how he kind of continues on. And if you ever hear Kevin Von Eric talk about his father, like he still puts him in a glowing light. And that just might be more of a coping thing, if anything else. Um, but uh, it's he, he blames it on the brain cancer and whatnot. So uh, having said all that, there's stuff that they didn't include like that. And also the other stuff I mentioned, like the different angles that they did that Fritz did and that were just, you know. <laughs> crazy but you know they showcase texas stadium you know thirty-eight thousand people or whatnot uh for that world title match between carrie von eric and rick flair um i thought the guy that they uh got for harley race was perfect mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever seen a picture of harley race but, i have not no but but i thought they nailed it with that casting um and uh, i think this is a really good film uh people are gonna ask is this better than the wrestler I've not seen the rest. I, I wish I could say it's still on my watch list, but it's I've I've wanted to watch it for a long time. I know I I've not seen the wrestlers, so I can't definitively say if this is better than the wrestler. But what I can say is that this was a pretty good film, uh, and I think this is a nice little starter film if you want to learn more about the Von Erichs. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to learn more, again, I, I recommend people go check out that post wrestling piece and audio documentary. He does a uh, John Pollock does a really great job of uh, going into the history um, and and really the full history um, of the Von Erics. And also, I would recommend people watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode about the Von Erics. And uh, there's a, a lot of spoken stuff about Kevin in there that's really good. Um, and I would also just recommend if uh, people go find old wrestling observers uh, about the deaths of Carrie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Meltzer does a really good job and the obituaries for that uh, talk about the stories and the past of the Von Erickson. So, um, yeah, this was a three and a half out of five for me as well. I think we had a similar review. I think so. Yes. And so, um, I, I, I liked it. Um, there were some stuff historically that I was willing to oversee on some aspects, on a lot of aspects actually. Um, but the exclusion of Chris did bother me. Um, a lot of very good, a lot of good to great acting performances and um, some good, good to very good scenes. And uh, that is our review of the Iron Claw. Um, any other final thoughts here before I give you the plug here? Uh, no, uh, I think you said everything that I wanted to say. I 
enjoyed the Iron Claw, and I think more people should see it. Um, I think people will like it more than I did, I think, mm -hmm. knowing how people on Letterboxd love this movie and it's getting really good reviews. So, yeah. I mean, seven out of 10 is still a good score, but yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. And so I, speaking of letterbox, tell people, uh, how, uh, they could follow you on letterbox and some of the other ways they could, they could follow your uh, movie reviews. So yeah, uh, probably you'll give a link to my letterbox page. Yep. I review stuff all the time. So you'll most likely see whatever movie you're interested in. I've probably reviewed it at some point. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel where, uh, I do more like video related reviews and and yeah and I will uh, link to both of those at the bottom and uh, Garrett undersells it but it, it, they're really good uh, pieces of content um, the reviews and the YouTube videos I highly recommend people go check them out uh, they are uh, really well done so really appreciate your time there Garrett and uh, it was uh, it was fun chatting this movie with you and I think we both learned something uh, from this whether mm -hmm. it be from a film perspective or uh, from a wrestling perspective and for uh, sure and uh, I guess uh, my final question is after you watch the film uh, is this a film where you want to learn more about the Von Erichs? Absolutely. I want to learn more about the missing Von Erich that's not in the movie. Yeah. Like, I want to learn more about him. Yeah. Because they don't, obviously, they don't have him in it. So, I want to learn more about him and just how much, uh, like, I, I think uh, Chris Von Erich's story kind of bleeds in with one of the other ones. Yeah, with sort Mike's, of. yeah. Yeah. So, I'd want to know how much was Mike's and how much was Chris's story yeah. that they put for in sure. the movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the stuff that it kind of bled through was like Mike... Uh, they said Mike was weak. Mm -hmm. That was more Chris as well. So, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it is a very tragic story. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good film. All right. So uh, thank you so much for your time here, Garrett. Uh, I know this is the third time we've tried to do this, <laughs> but I think we've, we've hit it just as well the first time and second time as we did uh, this time. So absolutely. Um, so uh, I, I think uh, that could, uh, just about wraps it up for us here. And again, if people want to check out more of the Von Eric stuff, I highly recommend those pieces. We're going to be back with another episode of this is wrestling very soon. It'll be myself and Lever Sage talking all the things going on in the crazy world of professional wrestling. And so uh, I, I, I hope that uh, people will be able to tune in for that. But for Garrett McGibbon, I'm Zach McGibbon, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, talk to you all soon in another episode. <laughs>